1: Today on The Cool Games, we are discussing the Premier League. It is returned. Uh, and we're also talking about the MLS's back tournament uh, and uh, what the players are going to do staying celibate. How are they going to stay celibate for, for a whole month? Because they're
0: so virile. <laughs> <laughs> also, we talked to Memo Rodriguez of the Houston Dynamo. We talked to him everything about coming up the ranks, playing his first professional game, all of that. Plus, any decision we make from now on, we're going to go through his mom. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay <laughs> that, rules are rules. <laughs> absolutely. That MLS... More today on the Cooligans! <laughs> Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, and you
1: are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, the Cooligans.
2: Bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby!
1: <All> right. <laughs> yes.
0: I don't know why I was trying to go that long. I'm gonna die soon.
1: Okay. <laughs> Imagine you, you, I just
0: collapsed and you had yeah, to do the yeah. entire A block yourself.
1: I think you were, uh, I thought you were seizing there for a second.
0: <laughs> You're like, is this a boomerang?
1: <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to our show. We are the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco.
0: I'm Alexis Guerrero. All
1: right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest mm-hmm. soccer show that you have ever seen on television. Yeah. But is that it, Christian? It is not exclusively that. No, because it also happens to be the gulliest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and sometimes I have to sit back and think, and I'm like, man, we're, we're the only comedians with a TV show about comedy, like a comedy soccer show. This is crazy. That's it. And, and first of all, I mean, we're the funniest... Show
0: about soccer, right? but we're also the only comedians that we know with a show about soccer so you put those two together and it's like you then how could you how could you find another one funnier than this
1: exactly so uh, a lot to discuss especially the the Premier League making its return uh, and and today we have, could uh, have waited memo-
0: a week I'm not gonna find <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get to that
1: uh, we also have memo Rodriguez of the Houston Dynamo uh, coming up a little bit later but so let's excited. start with the Premier League bro oh my goodness well, obviously, you Honestly, know. Honestly,
0: didn't watch. Didn't notice. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for next week. I think Arsenal coming back against Brighton is a nice. <laughs> it's a nice start.
1: Yeah, yeah. This was not a good starter game for, for Arsenal. Uh, but let's start Let's start with the, the game that opened up, uh, you know, the return of the Premier League, which was This Aston- is just
0: how the Premier League pictured it in their minds. The Aston- <laughs> league's coming back after 100 days. Let's go Aston Villa versus Sheffield United.
1: <laughs> Boom. You know, when, when you want the, the title card. Yeah. You know who? Oh, you I got were. an idea
0: for an appetizer, folks. <laughs> I think they're gonna love it. Raw kale,
1: no seasoning.
0: Anybody with me? Huh? We are gonna That's make it. everyone regular.
1: <laughs> what a great uh, you know euphemism for what Aston Villa and Sheffield United represent: uh, raw kale uh, and un- unseasoned food, <laughs> uncooked,
0: unseasoned <laughs> kale. Just don't even take the band, the rubber band off. Just give it to her.
1: I know there's gonna be so many Villa yeah. and Jeffrey United fans. <laughs> you upset said about. you're hungry.
0: This is technically food, okay?
1: <laughs> no, but really, a nil-nil draw. Obviously, you would not expect anything uh, outside of that. But, but really, there was the, the, excitement.
0: There was. There was
1: excitement, yeah. and 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 you love you love the messiness of uh, of the the Premier League returning. And by the, I- the way.
0: Christian's not talking about MESSI. There was nothing messy like happening in this game okay, at all.
1: Okay, I'm talking about MESS. Why? <laughs> Why,
0: bro? Why'd you do this to us? Why are you doing this,
1: Bar? <laughs> Damn, Bar. Uh, look, uh, Sheffield United uh, we should be upset because there was a, a clear, uh, I mean, when I say clear, very crystal clear goal, like uh, a crystal, dolphin in a tuna net. <laughs> clear, okay. <laughs> like a dolphin
0: in a tuna net. We all saw it, bro. <laughs> we all
1: saw it. Uh, a goal, uh, a ball. Uh, you know, it was uh, I believe a cr- uh, a corner, a cross. I don't remember exactly what happened, but the ball went in. Uh, the The goalkeeper uh, grabs it. The uh, the a uh, uh, Villa teammate bumps into the the goalkeeper. Ball crosses the line without a doubt. It in is, the
0: hands of the yeah. keeper. Yeah. It, There's no way that it didn't cross the line. Like (laughs) You can see from every angle, there's ball, hand, a piece of the net, crossbar. (laughs) The dude is inside, and then he does what I think is really smart. He starts to press the ball up against the goalpost to to signify that maybe if they look now, it didn't fully cross the line, right? Because we know the crossbar is an extension of the line. And then, if you notice, the other player starts to starts to really hug that post <laughs> to just okay. also be like, "Nah, what are you talking about? Nothing to
1: see here. Nah, no, baby, what's,
0: up? what's that over there? Huh? <laughs> Yo, hey, there's naked women cr- stuck into the stadium. Look over there. Everyone. <laughs> there's no fans in here. Isn't this
1: crazy? <laughs> Yo."
0: I I can hear the fake fan. I can't believe they're allowing that on TV. Y'all should talk about that. We don't even focus on what's happening here. No yeah, where's the
1: media attention about what's really destroying football? Uh huh. <laughs>
0: Damn. Have you seen what the stock market's doing, man? Right? How is that possible? Right, just speak amongst yourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then um, uh, so look. There, uh, there's goal line technology. There's video assistant referee. This shouldn't have been missed. Uh, there's the, people the, with eyes. I don't know if you no. also know that one. <laughs> We've, <laughs> yes, I've heard of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes they use them, you know. <laughs> no, so the uh, the the frustrating thing was that the the the, the wrist uh, watch for the referee didn't buzz to signify that there was a there was a goal. So the referee assumed that it was not a goal, which you That's could like, understand. You show up at your house, all your stuff's gone, but you're like, but.
0: My slowman shield didn't go off. So, <laughs> so technically, I wasn't robbed. I must have just misplaced everything. It's <laughs> the so dumbest. I- Forget about doing- <laughs> your wristwatch, my guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I was doing, uh, so obviously, the, so somebody should have said something. VAR should have gone back and, and clearly looked at it. But I think everybody was relying on goal line technology. I did, uh, I was looking up what could have happened. And I, I heard that the, 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 the goal line technology in the first half was not functioning. Uh, they just, it just was not working entirely. Uh, and I thought so it they, was because
0: of the way he held the ball that the goal line technology didn't work. Does anyone know how goal line technology works? The,
1: yeah, I do know how it works because they're, this they is are why, ca- you
0: know, when people say, <laughs> How did you and Christian happen to have such a successful podcast? I say, I yell, and Christian does everything
1: else. Yes, there are, there are cameras and sensors in place that literally have the exact like dimensions of like where, it, w- if the ball crosses the line uh and as soon as it does that's why it buzzes on uh on the on the on the watch of of the referee so they are are, they're they're just they're sensors that are pointing at at, they're they're all around the stadium but they're pointing at each goal and as soon as the ball crosses it knows that a goal happened so because that since since that wasn't working the referee just assumed that there was no goal but the video system referee VAR is supposed to
0: review every goal saw that
1: Yes, and clearly the VAR... Uh, the VAR ref is like well it didn't buzz so I guess it didn't go in that, that must have been the assumption because now now the referees are relying almost too much on the goal line technology and not their own eyes right uh, so yeah that's pretty much what happened it's like uh, if your
0: slap chop breaks you'll be like I guess I can't cut any of these you're like but well, wait what about all those knives <laughs> no 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 no! I slap chop that's the only way we do it in this house
1: I love how like, there's, uh, there, there's so many uh, business opportunities Slowman Shield could be an <laughs> advertiser for and this slap-chop. program uh, Job. Yeah. I Two Alexis things could that be... traditionally did not work. <laughs> yeah, got... Alexa could do this co- uh, merged commercial like, who stole my <laughs> Slap job slap and Shield, you know? Shield so, didn't protect me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I, no. I hate to talk about this because... It hurts so much, but <laughs> Arsenal's back. And here's my problem. I gave myself such hope. <laughs> I, as a good Arsenal fan, I found so many ways where I thought this would work out. Arteta, right? They played Manchester City, lost 3-0. But I was like, wait a minute. Arteta used to manage. Right? He was oh, the yeah. assistant manager, so he knows. He, know, he, got he got knows the, he got what's going to happen. Yeah, so <laughs> clearly we're at least going to play well. And the answer <laughs> is no. Is <laughs> why. Because David Lewis came in in what? The 35th minute? 32nd uh, minute? Very
1: early in the game after an injury to Mustafi, I believe, right?
0: No, no, no. Mustafi was the second injury. The first injury was to uh, Madi. Okay, okay. So here comes, here comes David Lewis. And I even said to you at that moment, how many goals do you think we're going to lose by? Because David Luiz apparently gets a red card every six matches. So homie plays four <laughs> out of every six matches and still getting paid quite a bit. I mean, I don't know if I should hate him or idolize him at this point.
1: <laughs> no, it was uh, unfortunate for Arsenal. Uh, highly fortunate for Everton uh, because Manchester <laughs> yeah, City right. had to win this game so that if Liverpool beats Everton... Uh, in their uh, return match, uh, then uh, Liverpool will not be able to win the league at Goodison Park. Uh, so all you know, obviously, the re- re- reasons to celebrate. Uh, it all worked yeah. out
0: the way it was supposed to. You're saying
1: <laughs> the David Luiz red card was uh, look. Every we saw you know friend of the show troops. Uh, did you see his reaction of videos? I did. Because he yeah. was not happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean this
0: is this is what happens whenever David Luis comes in a match. It's just like start to prepare your anger because it's going to happen <laughs> like i love the two jokes i saw is that arsenal is going to uh, appeal the the one match ban to see yeah. if they could extend it and, <laughs> and brighton is going to appeal it to see if they could get it to go away <laughs> so he could play against them i this is just this is part and parcel i mean people are asking me oh how much longer do you think he has at arsenal i think we saw the end of his arsenal career i hope you yeah, know unless it's like as a as a sub and that's des- desperately needed
1: yeah, did you see? Uh, he did give a post game interview and, and took full responsibility. He was like, "It's not the team's fault. It is definitely my fault for for, for making those mistakes." Uh, he, he's not look, a bad
0: person. He's just a bad
1: player at this point in his <laughs> career. He's not yes, a bad he's, dude. He's lost a step. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I just actually no. That- the problem is, is he stepped on some on one of the other players. <laughs> That's the problem. He didn't lose that. Shout out to the Premier League, because I just want to make sure I mention this. The uh, All the players were wearing uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, they replaced their names with Black Lives Matter. Really cool. Uh, it's in FIFA. Uh, did you know that? I did see that, yeah. That if was, you oh, play, oh.
0: I played with Arsenal the other day, and the backs of the jerseys said Black Lives Matters, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. So, yeah, uh, just an awesome thing to see. Uh, the other yeah. thing I wanted to get to as well, the MLS is back tournament uh, yeah. we have to talk about the a recent article uh, on yahoo sports uh and i going to shout out uh it was doug mcintyre who wrote the article but this was this was the, he's uh, you
0: know some people are really covering the things that the fans want to hear about
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes but well, hey he, basically he's kind of reporting on uh, uh, some of the the, the, uh, the unrest or unhappiness that some of the players have about being uh stuck in this you know basically espn disney complex for a month all right and it, it one of his concerns that he raised, I don't well, know Well, some if of it the was, players are
0: saying like, yo, I got a wife, you know, she's pregnant or my girl's pregnant or I got a family, I've got kids. Doug is yeah. like, what about the other <laughs> angle? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he basically asked the question, he says, uh, you know, he's quoting a doctor who's mentioning this, but they're, they're talking about, uh, about you." he's like, you're literally taking a bunch of uh, viral athletes and saying you will be celibate for six weeks. Now, the the this is kind of the concern now, now this is a, 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 a real issue. I mean, MLS Twitter was uh, kind of talking about this. Like, well, all right, well, we got to worry exactly about how like how horny they are. Also, yeah. uh, <laughs> you
0: know, like I what? guess we could get them all
1: tested for that <laughs> as
0: well. You know, uh, what do we got working down there? <laughs> Here's my thing. This is a great opportunity for sponsorships. Speaking of sponsorships, right? We've talked about a lot. Let's go Flashlight, baby. Okay? <laughs> flashlight, this is our moment. <laughs>
1: okay. okay, yeah. It'll just be like gift wrap in uh, every player's room uh, uh-huh. when they arrive to their hotel. And we also know that uh, the, the the teams uh, and all the players will not be sharing like hotel rooms. They will no, all they all be, get single solo rooms. They all rooms. get single. You, they get the privacy that they need. you <laughs> right? know, no one has to hide
0: behind the curtain okay, while the other for- players on the phone with his family, FaceTiming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can focus on self-care uh-huh. uh, in, in the privacy of your own hotel room. Uh, yeah, so this is this, this was one take. I did not. Expect no, uh, when it comes because this the NBA, NBA players are going to also uh deal with this, you know. MLB, if they ever even play, they, that's been discussed. If they all uh right. stay uh, in, you know, in one central location away from their families, uh, and everybody's asking different questions, like how are the players gonna be entertained, you know. At, 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 NBA, they're mentioning uh, having like... Comedians. Uh, comedians, you know, and, and have like Fine, a comedy. Fine, we'll do it. <laughs> t- okay. <laughs> Alright. Do uh, Just do, uh, the am- comedy. Just comedy. I don't yeah. know. I, it, uh, look, well, we're not going to mention, uh, you know, I don't want to arouse uh, yeah, any, uh, yeah. any of these athletes uh, uh, with any of my the jokes. It's called the MLS
0: is back now. Damn, look at MLS is back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Baby got MLS is back. Damn, you know it ain't called the Damn. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so yeah we'll we'll try we'll see how much catcalling of much from comedians who mls players really haven't uh so yes uh yeah well, speaking of the mls is back tournament we're talking to one of those players that will be at the MLS's back that's tournament right, memo in- rodriguez of your houston
0: memo- dynamo right after this exactly <laughs> Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the show so far Uh, We just want to give you a word from This isn't really a sponsor, but this is uh, a great place to donate, I think uh, In light of everything that's happening
1: Yeah, there's uh, a lot of people have uh, just kind of wondered uh, What they can do to help and how how to support With either the protests or talking about police reform Or just getting more informed or uh, anything like that There's uh, a a, a bunch of uh, people doing great work Kind of compiling all that information uh and one of them that was uh really really great uh, was a a, a a link it's called black black lives matters.card.co uh, with 2 r's in card Correct and so uh, uh, yeah. Again, Black Lives Matters uh, dot card with two R's dot c o. Uh, and if you go to our uh, Twitter page, uh, just ask Soccer Cooligan's. Uh, it's our pinned tweet. Uh, you can click on it. You can see uh, it's a big
0: resource. It tells you like a lot of different places you can sign petitions, how to text to who and how to text or call, where to donate, even more resources. Exactly,
1: and even information for uh, if you're a protester, well, what to bring with you. What what to what best practices? How to uh, how to stay safe? There's a lot of information there uh, that that I found super useful. Um, There's also uh, another link. If you just look at that thread, um, there's a uh, a a link called uh, secure.actblue.com, which is if you want to donate. Some people don't know who to donate to. There's a lot of um, there's just a lot of places that you can help support, and and it could be overwhelming or confusing. Uh, You you don't don't know how much to give who. You know. But you don't even know if it's real right that, that's been another like concern um, but this is another uh, great opportunity if you do want to donate like uh, you can donate to you make, basically make one donation and it split it amongst about like 10 different groups so, like, so I'll
0: read them it's Black Lives Matter Global Network Reclaim the Block National Bailout Black Visions Collective NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund the National Police Accountability Project Color of Change Education Fund Unicorn Riot Campaign Zero Advancement Project and the Marshall Project So one donation to act to secure dot actblue.com slash donate slash ab underscore mn which again you could just click on it if you go to our social media but one uh if you go to our twitter i should say if you one donation will split that up amongst all of those different groups so you'll be able to support the entire lot in one chunk which is absolutely amazing
1: exactly so um yeah please do that if uh you know if you know i know a lot of people are uh not in a place to be able to donate but this is why um uh looking at that resource from from you know the card.co link uh there's other things that you can do and it's not if you don't have uh, money at the moment uh there's other ways you can help so uh I, i encourage everybody to check that out uh and yeah all we can say is uh thank you for uh listening to the show for supporting for for protesting uh for fighting for what is right and trying to initiate real change in the world uh so we appreciate you uh with that said let's get back to the show
0: all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Cooligans. We here. Uh, Living Room FC. I mean, this is it. We've been waiting for our guests. Here we are. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about, we want to talk to players from all all, all around MLS. And one of our favorite things is talking to homegrown players, because you get a little bit of a different perspective. You know what I mean?
2: Okay. This They're ain't just OG.
0: some dude who showed up and he's like, where is this? You know? <laughs> Where's America? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm here to score goals. We got, yeah, these are, homegrowns are, are, are the OGs uh, of MLS, you know? I, they they been cast been,
0: in a factory. You know what I <laughs> they, mean? <laughs> They've been in
1: the league since they were babies. Right,
0: okay? <laughs> in a crib. There was a there was a contract, a soccer <laughs> ball, and some tan. <laughs> Just to pick up the spittle, you know what I mean? Uh, But this player, absolutely incredible. Uh, Really showed out, uh, first thing. Great young player for your Houston Dynamo, ladies and gentlemen. Unless you're driving, and and I guess in Houston, it's a pickup, right? So pull your pickup (laughs) over, get your hands off that steering wheel when it's safe to do so, and put them together for the one, the only, Memo Rodriguez, everybody!
2: memo what's up man hey what's up guys um how's how's you guys doing
0: <laughs> so far so good you know <laughs>
2: just, just trying good, to man. stay Thank-
0: sane locked in
1: <laughs> yeah yeah dude how are how are you doing how are, i i know um the, obviously the, the the tournament the mls is back tournament is, is starting soon when uh uh i'll ask a couple of things how are you feeling about that how is training right now because I, I i don't know if every team is back to full training uh so what what's training like for you now And and then also uh when you when you learned of the group and all the news uh, of the tournament, how are you feeling about that as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, these two months, the two and a half months that we're off, we had to do individual training. Um, let me tell you, it was there was a lot of running, and it was I think it was way harder than preseason, hundred <laughs> <Okay. laughs> percent. Especially in this Houston heat, you got eighty percent humidity, ninety degrees in the morning. Um, it's tough um but you know it's just getting us prepared for Orlando and you know thankful, thankfully last week was our start up of full training and now we're back into the groove of things and and we're we're ready for Orlando when when the time comes and obviously like you said that the group uh I think we got the group of death but you know it's <laughs> it's, it's it's perfect perfect to, uh, great opportunity for us to show that you know we're capable of um competing with those teams
0: That's tough. and So everyone listening or watching, we're doing this a week early. So maybe this is already kind of different. Maybe you guys are already in Orlando. But do you think – I mean, there's been a lot of conversation about Orlando's weather and whether that's um, a bit of sort of an advantage for some of the warm weather teams. You just talked about running around in 90 heat, which I – Two things I know nothing about. Uh, (laughs) I like to do my sweating on the couch primarily. Uh, But (laughs) do you think that that running in that intense heat, is that preparing you? I mean, I know some of the games are like in the early, but do
2: you think that that's an advantage for for Houston in this group of death? Yeah, I think uh, 100%. I think uh, when teams come to BBVA, uh, we sometimes have the two o'clock games and we play a Canadian team, you know, it's tough for them. <laughs> they, they try to win the game in the first 45 minutes. And, <laughs> and if, if they can, then obviously second half is a little bit, um, tough for them. And, you know, we keep pushing because that's just what we're, um, accustomed to, um, in the, the heat. So I think it'll be a little bit of an advantage, but you know, it's, it's a tournament's like world cup style. So, you know, anything can happen during these tournaments. Jeez, You know,
0: those poor Canadian teams, those Huskies that they use to pull their equipment, (laughs) just sweating on the (laughs) sidelines. So,
1: so, yeah, and if people uh, are not aware of the exact group. It is you you guys are in Group F. uh, It is LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo and the Portland Timbers. This is this is the playoffs, essentially. This is (laughs) you're like right in the in the thick of it. Uh, uh, It is, uh, you know, it, it can feel uh i I can see why it could feel intimidating or the group of death but in reality like this this layoff for 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 all the teams everybody's dealing with the same thing so it's like trying to figure out uh uh, who really prepared who handled the quarantine well you know mentally
2: and physically for sure i mean we we have what a month um usually um what we have in preseason, but during these difficult circumstances you don't take that three-month break uh, from from everything so like you said, it's gonna be mentally. Uh, you got to be strong, and obviously the five subs help, and and hopefully them five subs you know come in and be super subs because <laughs> there's gonna be guys that are gonna be tired, and and hopefully whatever team, um, especially us, take advantage of that. Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah.
0: 15 minutes in, you're like, Coach, yeah, baby, <laughs> use one up. We got four more. <laughs> let me get, let me get these quads a break, will you? <laughs>
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There there is uh, that concern. Do you think that uh, the the um, that Southern teams, because of uh, because of the weather, have a bit of an advantage uh, playing in Orlando?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, 100%. It just depends on how the team's prepared, how they yeah. prepared during the quarantine. Because I know even during um, quarantine, when we didn't have individual training, we, we had bikes for everybody. But then bike, where guys were still intense, um, our, our strength and conditioning coach loves it. He loves that. He feeds off of us and, and killing us during runs and stuff. But, you know, it's good for us. We we have to suffer before we um, become successful. So I think it's going to be good that we did all this running, and, and yeah. it's going to all work out in Orlando. That's a real. <laughs> I just that, that that sentence you just
1: said. You have to suffer before you're successful. Yeah. Is just so like you can I could I could hear soccer coaches telling that to you when yeah. they're like making you run <laughs> exactly. for like four hours straight. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just playing rough. it on your Bluetooth earphones <laughs> while you're sleeping. <laughs> This
0: pain is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. Now, for you, you you kind of had a, a little bit of a different career than a lot of homegrowns. You didn't come right into the first team. You had to you had to go ahead and take a loan to Charleston Battery. Then you went to Rio Grande Valley, uh, Rio Grande Valley, RV RGVFC. It's a lot of letters, right? It's a license plate is what that (laughs) is. (laughs) And, and you had to work your way back up to Houston and then you had to show out in the open cup. Do you, do you look back at sort of how you prepared yourself for the, for that and how hard you worked to get, to get a first team opportunity with the senior team and all of that? Do you look at that as a sort of something that can inspire you through, through the MLS's back tournament?
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, a lot, a lot of homegrowns think. you know. I, even I thought signing my first contract, I was like, first team right away. I need to be in the starting lineup. Yeah, you yeah. Know, You're the, like, when fr- does my Bugatti get? <laughs> <me>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready. Just put me in, coach. Uh, but, you know, now realizing and growing up and developing a little bit, knew that patience was key for me. Um, when I went to Charleston, you know, I thought I was going to go on loan and I was going to play there. I was like going to be a starter, 90 minutes. There are some games that I didn't even dress um, and I think it's important, important to homegrowns to know that, you know, it's, it's it's a learning process. You know, there's guys that played 10-plus years more than you, um, and you got to listen to their advice and, you know, take it in. Obviously, I had Vicente Sanchez. I had DeMarcus Beasley. Um, so I had those guys, you know, supporting me and, and giving me advice, and I really learned. Um, but, it, you know, like I said, patience was key for me, um even the first two years were horrible I, sometimes i question myself is soccer ready for me like i just want okay I, I don't i played U 16 U 18 all games and i think i should play with the first team every game and you know sometimes it it doesn't work that way and patience was key for me so i want to thank my family for supporting me through all that so um, i'm here now and you know it's just something i can build up every single day and every year
1: uh, Memo, you know what? I, I we should ask uh, this because I I don't know the answer to this. It might not even be a complex answer. Where did What's Memo your social come from? No, I'm joking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you want to put it on TV for everybody?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's uh, your middle ma- name,
2: right, Guillermo? Right, Guillermo. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So it's just, love- it's short for Guillermo.
1: Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, you know so I, I have a couple friends named Guillermo. We we call we go by Dominican. I'm Dominican, so we go okay. uh, Gigi. We call him Gigi. Uh, Hey,
0: you know what? I'm Cuban. I have a friend named Guillermo. We call him Gigi. Look at Look that! At that.
1: <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Ryan, Latin cultures. So
0: really we just, we up.
1: proved that
0: Cuban food is better than Mexican food. Oh, all yeah. there, right there,
2: right in <laughs> that one oh. shot.
1: Okay,
0: I don't know uh, about all that,
2: but yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Guillermo's <laughs> like we didn't get that far in the conversation.
1: <laughs> obviously, Dominican food wins out of all the of all three. But whatever, you know, we we don't need to have this debate right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, is
2: Guillermo a family name? Um, no. Oh, well, no, my okay. dad. Yeah, my dad. I'm, I'm a junior. I'm a junior. Yes. Okay, okay very cool. I'm a junior. Because
0: sometimes when the nickname comes from the middle name, it's because it was like the father's name or something. Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, so like, I'm a junior. You're no longer junior. Mamo.
2: Dude, You're an dude. old dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So let, let's get back to soccer real quick. Uh, you guys, uh, Houston, I don't have a new coach. Obviously, Tab, uh, the, the, the infamous, uh, legendary uh, Tab Ramos. Um, Jersey what? zone. Jersey zone. <laughs> <Tab> uh, <laughs> What has been? You know, we had a question from one of our uh, one of one of our fans, the Gully Squad asked, um, "How has Tab tactically changed your approach?" So you 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 played under different coaches. Last uh, uh, I, I don't I, I'm forgetting who was before Tab, but it, uh, but Wilmer Carrera was obviously before him. Yeah. Uh, mm. What has been the approach, and just in, in kind of seeing you know at, for the Houston Dynamo and playing under these different coaches, what has been Especially the biggest difference that Tab has brought.
2: Yeah, I think um, that possession-oriented team um, where we keep the ball for longer periods of the game and, you know, always try to find that opening. Obviously, we got the speedster, Albert Ellis, um, yeah, on did. the right side. So, you know, <laughs> we try to swing the ball, you know, side to side and obviously find an opening for him or a or model that, that can make runs in behind. Um, but we keep possession most of the time to open up teams. Um, back then, it was, you know, more direct. You know, we had Romeo and Albert, you know, just run right we'll get it to you (laughs) don't worry we're gonna chip it over the defender we're gonna get it to you um you know we had those guys um and it worked for a long period of the time but now it's a mixture of both and and now teams don't know what what comes you know we can go direct and then you know a little bit and then keep the ball have them run a little bit um just to open up that space so i think the possession part really was something big that he was on he lets you play free
0: Now for someone like you who plays a little bit more in the middle of the park, what, what is it that you prefer? Do you like, uh, sometimes when you have possession, you have a little bit more time, you Mm -hmm. have a little bit more time to make those, uh, make those decisions, find those gaps. And even for someone like you who does a really good job of scoring, it gives you an opportunity to make those late runs yourself. You know, what, what, what style do you prefer more? What style fits
2: your style of play more? I would say definitely keeping the ball a little bit more. I mean, obviously I've played for the past three years on the left wing, um but i always had that freedom to come inside a little bit to bring more numbers and you know i like to combine a lot so I'm quick with combinations, and obviously when Albert gets the ball, everybody should know that we got a kid in the box because he's going to get to the end line and you know, cross the ball. <laughs>
1: it, he has been, uh, you know, we watch, uh, you know, uh, this is interesting because I, I'm th- you are, I believe, our, uh, our you're our second Houston Dynamo player. Our first Houston Dynamo player on the show was Tommy McNamara, uh, and we knew him, uh, you know, we're in New York. He, yeah. he was uh, So we, we met him there. You uh, may be and-
0: able to tell he's from New York from his beautiful <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth, like the rest of us.
1: <laughs> but the the Houston Dynamo are a team, in my opinion, at least from the New York market, that are very uh, um, underrepresented in in, in the, the the general sort of scope of of MLS. I feel like uh, the Houston Dynamo, uh, the the players, the the fans, have a bit of a chip on their shoulder, especially when they play these big teams. Uh, what what
2: is it? You how does it feel to represent that badge for you? Um, it's, you know, everything I dreamed of playing for my hometown city. Um, every time I go out there, I can have a bad game, good game. But, you know, I want to give that 100% effort every single time. And, and like you said, obviously, sometimes it's underappreciated from, from our club, from from the league. But I think that makes us even a better team, um, knowing that we can play freely with no pressure. And, and we can go out there and compete and, and, and win games. Yeah, yeah. You, when you, you were that, young, go ahead. Go for, sorry. It, go for it, Alexis. I
0: was saying, when you were young, obviously, even right around the time that you signed, did you think that playing for the Houston Dynamo was was a, was sort of something that was possible? Because I think you know the number of the percentage of kids that actually get the chance, even in the academy, is slim. And second of all, was that was that what you were shooting for?
2: Yeah, I was definitely shooting for that. Um, just to backtrack a little bit, so whenever I was in club before Dynamo Academy, there was a club called Histonians and the academy was getting big. Um, so the team had a split we had three academies to pick from in houston it was the texas rush houston texans and the dynamo academy and most of my friends from the club were going to go to texas rush and there is my mom I was like i'm going with them i'm gonna go to texas rush and she's <laughs> like no you're not you're gonna go to houston
1: and you know there were
2: so many arguments with me and her talking back and forth um arguing like going so I'm glad that she made the decision and was real strict and said you're going to go to Houston you know it's the only team in Houston that has a professional team and it's going yeah. to give you the best chance so uh, I'm glad she picked that over yeah. all other academies mom, I'm not what was going the to argument like
0: here. you were like no mom I want to go play with my friends <laughs> oh you're holding a chancleta okay <laughs> All right, Houston Dynamo
2: <laughs> Academy, it is, mom. <laughs> I mean, there was—I mean, there was tears uh, from me all the time. I'm gonna go play my friends. Yeah, no, you're yeah. not. I don't care how many times you cry. You go into yeah. usage. I'm
0: yeah. getting dehydrated. You go pull a muscle <laughs> in the Houston Dynamo <laughs> Academy where I'm gonna send you because you ain't going to play with your friends. You'll make new
2: friends. <laughs> that's so, that's amazing. Yeah. I, you know the uh, yeah m- moms know moms yeah. always yeah, know they know uh, she might not know all the rules and stuff about soccer. I mean, now she knows, but back then it was, she was learning, but she knew always the right decisions, which was important for me.
1: (laughs) She was like, offside, (laughs) Get offside. You're going to (laughs) (laughs) be You don't need to know anything.
0: I don't like your friends anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to
1: I'm. I'm curious about the, the, the experience for you as a, uh, as a youth, as a child, uh, Going through that system and ending up uh, as a professional, what what was, uh, you know, at least, you know, we hear a lot of the co- the, the concerns, you know, when it comes to American soccer that uh, a, a lot of Latinos uh, are often kind of, uh, uh, you know, ignored or it's too expensive. What was the experience like for you and your family?
2: Yeah, I think, um, obviously, I mean, we weren't super low on the financial standpoint but you know my mom made it where you know she was able to provide and my stepdad was able to provide for for me to you know pursue my career and you know i thank him for that obviously i have three younger brothers so my my three younger brothers why why does memo get to do this and get to do that so it was a big sacrifice for my parents and my and my mom you know to leave them with my grandma um but thankfully i'm here um and talking to you guys Um, But it was it was tough. I mean, obviously, driving an hour 15 to practice hour 15 back, it was it was it was rough for me. But I think the Dynamo did a very good job. So in the summers, I would train with the first team. Um, So I think that prepared me a little bit to know what was going to happen if I made it to the first team. I mean, did not prepare me saying that I was ready for starting, but it prepared me to knew what things were going to come at me. Um, You know, them guys, I think Brian Ching, Kaelin Carr were on the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, them guys, the the center backs, the defenders, you know, at that time, them guys were heartless. They didn't care who it was. You know, they're going to come in. They're going to come slide tackle you. They're going to come bump you. And and it didn't matter. Um, But I think mentally that prepared me well. So whenever I took that step, um, you know, I was ready for it.
1: I I got another question from from Gully Squad as well. Uh, yeah, and shout out to Ira Jersey who asked the original question. I forgot to mention his name. Uh, this question is from Mike Thomas. He asks, uh, "What are your thoughts on playing the nine the nine a.m. or ten thirty p.m. games?" So, the, I mean, ten thirty seems reasonable. You yeah. can, can live. You can live with that. Nine a.m. What is
2: what is that like for you when you saw that, I can't even like, play
0: FIFA at nine thirty. <laughs>
2: Oh man, I I don't want to have five a.m. pregame meals. So yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: what is a- that pregame meal like? Do, yeah. if do you have a routine that you have to try to keep? Like, do you eat like chicken sauté or something I every mean, morning?
2: So when we go to away trips, you know, we have pregame meals all together. So I don't know how it's going to be in Orlando if they're going to bring you to our room. Or are we're going to have a conference room where everybody can go. But you know, we eat chicken. We eat pasta before. Our, um, pre-game. So, what are you gonna eat at five a.m. or six a.m. when you gotta wake up for these nine a.m. games? It's gonna be, yeah. it's, it's gonna be tough. Um, I don't, I don't know our exact schedule, but hopefully, all three games are at 10, 10 at night. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, give me a shot, will you? <laughs> I mean, I, I would imagine. I can't imagine that someone would want to stay up and then play the game, right? You'd have to go to bed at like six PM.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and I would assume that since we got three West Coast teams, you know, people aren't going to want to wake up at six five a five AM in the morning to watch the games. I would assume. Um, I okay, think so it, because it, the, it, the it, scheduling
1: most likely will have you guys I, later I, I those
2: whole markets. I mean, that's. The plan and what yeah, I, like, I assume, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. who's going to, like, the the West Coast teams, are they going to wake up at 7 a.m. to watch the game? Um, could I you imagine
0: know. the neighbor so. complaints of LAFC fans banging on drums at <laughs> five a.m.? Like, could you guys stop?
2: <laughs> little, I mean,
0: I would assume for the West Coast teams, y'all would play maybe not even, I guess, the ten the, the late games because yeah, then that's, exactly. that's prime time
2: for them. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's wild. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I have eaten pasta and chicken at 6 a.m., but not to go play a game. <laughs> That's because we're comedians. We stay up late at yeah. night, you know.
1: That's the end of my yeah, night. It's mostly out of depression. <laughs> yeah. Really.
0: yeah, I'm walking back in the building as everyone's going jogging like, what's up, guys? I'm going to bed. Be productive. I'll be sleeping while the sun's out. Um, when you look at the, this competition being like a group stage and being like a, a knockout bracket, you primarily built your the start of your success on the U.S. Open Cup, which is pretty much every game is a playoff game. So mm-hmm. if anyone, I almost trust you most in a situation like this. Do you think that that experience will help or is it basically like we'll see when we get
2: there? Yeah, I think it will. I mean, in the tournament, anything can happen. You, you see the semi-pro teams or the amateur teams. Uh, make it pretty far in the Open Cup. But was it two years ago that amateur team played LA Galaxy, I believe, um, and it took them to overtime. So during these tournaments, is anything can happen. I think the first game is going to be the most important one. Uh, we're going to have to play every game like a final. I mean, it's it's the World Cup for us, for everybody. So, you know, it's everybody's going to be mentally strong and, and they're going to be fighting every minute. And you, especially in 2019, you had... Uh... A
1: breakout year. I mean, it, it was uh, your your name was coming up to see goal of the week highlights. He starts, uh, his, he
0: starts <laughs> his senior career off with a goal of the week, bro. <laughs> you set the bar too high, my guy.
1: <laughs> what was? Uh, I'm curious. As for someone who has been in the league for a couple years, uh, what what changed for you? What was the thing that was like, man? I I, I think I figured this out.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it takes you a few games to get in the rhythm. I mean, obviously, when I did my debut, it was it wasn't the best. We were losing two or three zero in New England, um, and I go in and I and you know thinking as a young kid, I was nineteen or twenty, I think. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna play fast. So I get the ball, and like five, six times, I get. You know, stolen from me. I'm like, oh, this is real. These guys are fast. <laughs> These guys are fast, and I thought I was controlling the ball fast, ready to pass the ball, and I'm c- barely controlling. I'm barely looking up, and there's, I'm they're gone already. It's counter. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, you know, you learn a lot. You learn um, how to space, space your spacing is better. Um, obviously, I knew that my strength and my weaknesses. Um, I knew that I had to be sharper and and faster mentally. Um, you got to think before the ball gets there and know your pass or you're going to shot. So kind of figured it out a little bit. I mean, you know, you can only build on from there. Um, but, you know, I want to get better every time and, and, you know, be one of the best players in the league. I mean, that's just the goal of mine.
0: Now, Tab spent a lot of his career working with younger players. Do you think that that helps you, someone at the really sort of beginning of your career, having that guidance from someone like that who coached a lot of people really in the position you were in for the last few years?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think it's also a great opportunity for, you know, the academy kids that train in the summer with us, um, you know, have that culture, that youth um, pathway to the first team. And it's going to help all the young kids, you know, being able to have that opportunity as long as they put in the hard work and, and, you know, take advantage of it.
0: Now, we've we met Tab Ramos before. And one of the things that sticks out is that he's very stoic, very sort of quiet, much a little bit of a thinker. You know, he doesn't yeah. use as many words to say what he needs to do. Like me, you know, I'm more of a shotgun. You know yeah. what I mean? He's more of a sniper. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what's it like to be coached by someone like that? Are you always like, the dude's got a poker face. Are you like, do you hate me? Do you love me? Give me some feedback. Yeah,
2: like, oh, yeah 100%. <laughs> I mean, you know, he sometimes he pulls you aside and you're like, is he going to say anything? Or, and I'm, am I going to start the conversation? Or he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, I mean he's he's a straightforward guy. Um, he you know he tells you when he needs to. But like you said, you know we don't know if he likes us or he hates us. But you know he's always straightforward with everybody, and everybody knows what he wants. I mean since the beginning of preseason, the first day, he's like I'm not here to make playoffs. Um, I'm here to win the whole thing. So that's all I got to say. You know we don't we haven't made playoffs two years. I think he's like I'm not even trying to make playoffs. I'm trying to win the whole thing um that's my goal. And, you know, everybody's on that on that road and, and everybody has that mentality that that's what he wants and everybody's on the same page. That's uh, awesome. You know, I
1: am I'm, I'm curious about um whenever you know, whenever a younger player is on a squad and then like a legendary coach comes in, obviously uh, you know, Tab Ramos played in World Cups a US national team legend what younger players often don't really know the, the the career of a lot of these players a lot of these coaches when uh what, what's that f- sort of feel like do when when you know when tab signed with Houston you're like all right i guess i got to go look up the highlights and what, what does he
0: first know first player like, signed in mls history you old dude
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I mean, I knew who he was by naming and stuff. I didn't know nothing about highlights. You know, I would ask my older friends or dads, you know, did you see him play? And they're like, oh, yeah, he was real good. And yeah. I'm like, all right, show me. Show me. I, Don't tell me, show me. And he's like, oh, he, I mean, he got it. He got it, you know. And, you know, I just asked players. I mean, obviously, I was too, you know, I wasn't even born probably. So um, I had to ask around, you know, was he good? And, you know, everybody gives me the same thing that he was. he was a great player. That's yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you ever try to pull out some of his finesse moves just to be like, huh? I've
2: been I watching the tape, Coach.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I think I maybe I should. Maybe, I, you know, I have a little bit more playing time, you know, when, I, <laughs> when it comes know. to co- Coach. I saw that move. I saw that move on, that yeah. move on video. Yeah.
0: I've been watching tape of you, tag. <laughs> coach tap. you know, profe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Memo, I wanted to ask about you uh, playing in CONCACAF Champions League, right? We know that, that the winner of this tournament, uh, the MLS is back tournament, will get a CONCACAF Champions League spot and $1.1 million. You could do a lot with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll give it all to you and nobody <laughs> else uh, if, you, if you guys win. But what was it like playing? Uh, you did play against Tigres last year. Yeah. Uh, and and what, what, just, what was that like for you? Because I know as a, a, as a Mexican, Mexican-American, the family must have been like, they must have been stoked. They must have been hyped for seeing, yes, seeing you, get, you get to play against Tigres. For sure.
2: I mean, I was pretty stoked as well. Uh, some of my family, my cousins are Tigres fans. And, oh, you know, wow. my, my mom was like, so I grew up also watching Club America. So Club America was my team growing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are the two best teams in Mexico. Um, so my mom would ask my cousins who are going to go for, Houston or Tigres? <laughs> and they were, my mom was like, you yeah, better go for Houston. And so, <laughs> so I had cousins go to the game. It was freezing cold, that that game in, in Houston, surprisingly, because I think it was in like February, January. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was a fun experience. Obviously, the, those guys are um, top in Mexico. So, you know, we always want to compete against the best, and it was a great experience for all of us. Wait, what's freezing cold to someone from Houston? 50? <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: I, you know, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing
2: two sweaters
0: at 50 degrees. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> People are insulating their homes.
2: <laughs> what sucks about Houston is that you know you could have 40 degree weather, but the wind's blowing like 50 miles per hour, so it makes it even colder. So, yeah, because um, right, yeah. you guys are near the water, yeah, so it gets crazy. Yeah, it gets crazy. For for
0: playing against a team like Tigres, where your cousin's like, "Look, I'll root for you." but Could you get me? Could G- you trade shirts with everybody? And yeah. Bring
2: that to me? yeah, can I get Gignac's jersey? If you can?
0: Yeah, everybody's walking up to him, being like, "Look, I got like thirty-five cousins." How many shirts did you bring? I need one for each of them.
1: Well, I got I got to see him uh, Gignac play in uh, when they played NYCFC, and. I never saw him in person, right? Up, you know, I, I've never been on the pitch with him, yeah. but he was... The, he's a the big dude. Yeah. I mean, you just do not expect such a large man to be that, like, nimble on the ball. I mean, he's like... Uh, uh, you know, you when, when you think of sort of how Zlatan was, yeah. or, or as far as like on the ball, like oh, how, why is a big dude like that know how to do that? Yeah. Why is he yeah. doing do you get those fancy feet?
2: <laughs> <laughs> why is he doing this bicycle kick like Ronaldo in the Champions League? <laughs> yeah.
1: It just like, it looks
2: Joe, like a,
0: like those those Jenga's you see at like at bars, the real big Jenga's falling. <laughs> You're like, no, he's <laughs> just so big. All
1: right, so I also want to ask about uh, being Mexican American. We, we had this conversation with. Uh, Miguel Ibarra, uh, mm-hmm. who is now with the Seattle Sounders, and the, the there is always that like, if I got called up from Mexico, would I go there? Will my family be mad at me if I play for the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how do you sort of uh, feel about that like dichotomy and that kind of struggle of, of what what to what to represent?
2: Yeah, I mean, my family's always said you know if you get the opportunity with Mexico, obviously they want to see me with the Mexican national team jersey. Um, but they also understand. I don't know how, but you know, <laughs> you know. They say wherever you you feel it, wherever you get caught up first, or wherever you, if you get caught up to both, you know, you're gonna have to make that decision. Um, but my parents, my family, everybody wants to see me with the Mexican national team. Um, but obviously, it comes down to making a decision if both of them call me, and I, I got to get there first. But you know, I definitely that's a huge goal of mine. You know, I, this year I was definitely planning on having a better season than last year and hopefully get caught into the U.S. national team or or the Mexican national team yeah now, i'm sure your family is all wearing
0: like mexico and three kits and they're like you pick whatever you want <laughs> yeah. if you want to pick america i get it i hope you find a new place to celebrate thanksgiving but i get it you know christmas
1: is going to suck without you but you do what you want <laughs> yeah.
2: no, pressure. Yeah, <laughs> no pressure yeah exactly no pressure
1: yeah it, it is interesting at least the way like as latinos and i i think uh, at least my perspective is um the there is something about representing the diversity of what america is mm-hmm. that sometimes people do not for whatever reason want to accept yeah. but there is something cool about like if i do get called into the u.s i get to be that rep- representation of like yo the united states is also very mexican yeah, uh, yeah. which is kind of a cool thing too Especially yeah, I mean, if you're from
0: it, the South, like a lot of the names are in Spanish. It's like it was a part of Mexico at one point. You know yeah, I mean?
2: exactly. You know, I, that's that's what I want to get to. You know, if national team calls me and, and they're the only ones that, you know, I'm definitely want to represent me well. And, and definitely the uh, Latinos also that, you know, you know, they'll get a chance if, you know, they work hard and get that opportunity. Now, yeah. if you got called by both, do you know what you would do? Oh, man, this be, it'll be a tough, tough <laughs> decision I would make. You, you, you have my mom with the chunk, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Mexico or USA? <laughs> she puts USA and Texas Rush,
0: yeah. Mexico, Texas <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> Academy. And she's like, Gonyo, I got to do this again? <laughs> yeah.
2: That yeah, would be terrible. It would be horrible if that happened again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it is a uh, a, a real
1: um. It, it, yeah, it is it is a real struggle, but like uh, you know, it, it it as as fans look, I'm I'm not Mexican, so like yeah. when it's U.S. against Mexico, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for U.S. But it's like if. Like when the US is not in the World Cup,
2: yo, I'm Mexican. (laughs) I'll tell
1: you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When Mexico's playing any other team, it's lit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When
2: when I have friends, um, you know, that didn't make the World Cup or the country, they make, yep, I go for Germany. I go for Germany. (laughs) I go for Germany or
0: France. That's how it is. You got to pick your secondary, right?
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Thank you again to Memo Rodriguez for joining us. You know, I realize I can't say Rodriguez. I have to say Rodriguez. It's just a. Rodriguez doesn't
0: sound right. No. You know what I mean? You got to... Rodriguez. Like, when people bring me up to stage, they're like, how do you pronounce your last name? I'm like, I'm not even going to attempt to have this guy roll their R's. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just say Guerrero. It's fine. Every once in a while, you'll get like, Alexis Guerrero. And I was like... I feel like like I'm coming in to play for the Yankees, dog.
1: (laughs) So, Manuel, do you want to say anything before we sign off and let, uh, you know, if there's anything you want to let people know?
2: Yeah, just quick and easy hope that everybody's family is safe and healthy during these tough times. And, you know, um, we have to come together and, you know, try to stop this virus as fast and safe as possible. And hopefully everybody's staying home. Oh, all guys. right, all right, and
1: yes, yeah, so and make sure you guys you, you watch the Houston Dynamo and Memo at the MLS's back tournament uh, that's starting in a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, all right, so let's uh, wrap up the show the way we normally do. So for Memo Rodriguez, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm
0: Alexis Guerrero, and,
1: and together, together, what are we? Are we? The
0: Cooligans. <laughs>